Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the NES. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was developed by Konami and published by Konami in Japan in May of 1989. It was published in North America by Ultra Games one month later in June Mm. and was published in PAL territories under their PALCOM name. Oh, okay. And that was not until August of 1990. Oh, all right. Now, as some of our um, listeners may know, and we may have mentioned it in the past, this game was released under Ultra and not Konami United States because Nintendo of America would only allow publishers to release five games a year for the NES. Yeah, they had to sneak some through, you know. So a few companies would have a secondary publisher that they owned that would then publish some of their other games. I think we did mention this because they also published Metal Gear. Oh, right. Yep, I think so. And then uh, Palcom was basically their Ultra of Europe. Gotcha. Now, of course, in Europe, this was not the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. All right. Because ninjas are banned in sure. England and whatnot. <laughs> so it was uh, Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Yeah, classier. And I'm really confused by all that because I know, like, nunchucks aren't allowed in, in Europe or England and right, a bunch of right. other things. So if any of our listeners over there across the pond could give us some insight into, did this game come out with the cartoon or was it its own thing did they have oh, their yeah. weapons in it who knows that's true yeah i never thought about it they just changed the name it's like all the ninja stuff is still there so what, what arose by any other name indeed uh we just got a a nice little note from a, a fan named paul over in england so paul oh. maybe you can let us know otherwise uh this is of course based on the 1987 cartoon of the same name by the time this game came out, Ninja Turtle phenomenon was starting to really ramp up, right? It was taking yes. Full this swing. came out after the second season of oh, the cartoon, yeah, so. and this came out the exact same time as the arcade game from Konami as well. Right, right. Which was a huge disappointment to many people that saw the <laughs> arcade game and then rented or bought this game. Yeah. Now, one thing I did not realize until doing some research for this was that the first season of Ninja Turtles was only five episodes. It's that first arc. Yeah, yeah. That five-parter. Mm-hmm. And that was repeated for almost three-quarters of a year until the next series of uh, episodes came out. I wish I knew exactly when, you know, I started watching it because I definitely watched during that period where they were repeating it. I remember seeing, you know, as it made its way from like, what's this weird show on Sunday mornings? Mm-hmm. And then well, taking then over. <laughs> the second season was only 13 more episodes. Really? So for two years, we only had 18 episodes of The Turtles. Man. It's hard to believe that, because then the next season, season three, they up the order to 47 episodes. Yeah. I, and same with season four. I, a lot of the cartoons would start with a small first season. You know, like Transformers, the second mm-hmm. season is like 90 episodes. It's like the bulk of the series. Well, it's once they have gotten popular enough to show that they're going to make money, that's when they get the money for a very large season order. Try to make that, what, syndication number? The mm-hmm. magic number. And then this game was also released very soon after on a wide variety of home computer systems. Oh, really? Yeah. It was available on the Commodore 64, the ZX Spectrum, the Atari ST, and the Amiga. Man, I can't imagine. I'm, now I'm really curious about these other versions. Like, I wonder what they look like. If they're Are they just the same, pretty much? But Yeah, I'm, uh, and that's one thing we're definitely going to have to check out. Uh. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the Nintendo Entertainment System? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a, well, it's for the most part a side-scrolling platformer with the little, you know, you have your overhead kind of hub world, vague exploration elements in it. Very vague, yes. And in this game, you are one of the four Ninja Turtles. Mm -hmm. You start as Leonardo. Sure, yeah, yeah. But you can switch at any time between all four of them. Yeah, it's a team game. Yes, it should be a team game, but we'll get to that. Now, every turtle has the same movement and jump, Mm -hmm. and this jump, 
What do you think of this jump? Uh, it's not the best. Uh. No, it is. <laughs> One thing I will say, it's a very tall jump. You can get really, really high with it. it. Yeah, I mean, you have a lot of range. It's very floaty, kind of like Luigi-ish from Super Mario 2. Yes, but you have far less control. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's very, very slippery... I don't feel like they had this jump in mind when they were making these levels. Like, it oh, doesn't, yeah, it doesn't fit. It's way too tall. You don't even need it. And most of the time, you're just trying to get the tap jump. Yeah. In fact, the height of the jump is really a detriment in most areas that you use it in. Unfortunately, yeah. But it's not the jumping that everyone uh, loves the turtles for. It is their awesome weapons. And each turtle has their own signature weapon. Yeah, and, you know, they're, this is very faithful to the cartoons, etc. They're they, coloring. Yeah, they have the right weapon. But the problem is, not all of these weapons are created equal. No. And not even by any stretch of the imagination are they close. No, it's, it's pretty pretty ridiculous. Well, let's start with the low end of the spectrum, and your favorite turtle, I think, yeah. would be Raphael. Very disappointed with the, his showing in this game. He has the Psy, and... Um, he twirls it in a very tiny, tiny arc. Yeah, I, that's not really how you use a sigh either, right? Like, No. Okay, I'm, I was always like, this does not make sense. Like, you're whipping it around, and it's a very, you know, it's quick. That's the advantage they tell you, but, I mean, I guess, but it's very short range and quick, but weak attack. Now, all turtles can attack forward and up. Yeah, yeah. And down. Mm-hmm. Except for the fact that Raphael's sighs are so short that they usually won't make it through the floor. Oh, yeah. They're, he's by far the worst. It, it sucks, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm now, sad to say. I was uh, almost equally disappointed as you were when I got this game because my favorite would be the party dude, Michelangelo. Oh, yeah. And he comes in number two on the short end of the stick. I would say so, yeah. With his nunchaku. Yeah, you get a little more range. Um, it's still relatively quick, but it's weak. Um, by By more range, you mean like... Three or four more pixels. Yeah, well, you get a little, like, above you. Yeah, you do get a little below, whip. Like, but... And the animation looks pretty good for that, the way it flips out. Yeah, that's And you true. flip over. I think so. It's just very small and, like you said, extremely weak. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's slightly better for creatures above you. Yeah, that's one of the claims they make. And... But not <laughs> in any way that I could really tell. No, not really. And then next up, we have the leader of the group, Leonardo, yeah. with his katana. Yeah, and this is a... Uh... It's all right. It's better. You have a decent decent range, uh, especially on your up and down attacks. It, it seems to extend farther than it looks kind of weird. but Yeah, in fact, I, I really dislike the way it looks when you uh, stab upward. Yeah, yeah. Because from my eye, it looks like you're stabbing upward and cutting with the back of the blade. It's a, Yeah. Where there is no sharpness. Unless you're like Rurouni Kenshin or something, but I don't know. It is very odd, and it looks super awkward, but it is way more handy than the first two turtles. Yeah, it's actually, it's got enough range and power to be useful for Mm -hmm. the most part. Now, one of the problems I have with this turtle and the next one is that even though they have a little more range, the timing of their swing is very odd. Yeah, it's it's not like Michelangelo and Raphael, you can just kind of jam on the button. They're Mm -hmm. they're quick enough, but this, if you do that, you'll end up missing your beat. Yeah, this is a... Not as long a pause as Castlevania, but it's in that that mindset. Yeah, yeah. And then finally, we have the star of the show. Oh, yeah. And while he's not usually most people's favorite turtle, he should be if we're playing this game. Yeah, hands down, man. Because Donatello and that giant bow staff has the range mm-hmm. and it has the strength. Yes, it's by far the strongest weapon, which always baffled me. That the wooden weapon <laughs> was the strongest? Stronger than swords. Yeah. Like, but, hey, um, I'll take it in this game. I'll need every help I can get. And it does have quite the range forward and up and down. Yeah. Now, its biggest downside is that it is very awkward and slow. It is almost like using the Castlevania whip entirely. That's true, yeah. Except for without the precision in the hit detection that you get from the <laughs> Castlevania series. That's, yeah. So much of my time with Donatello, which sadly, as we'll get to, was most of my time with the game. Right. I mean, I was never sure if I was going to get hit by a creature or if I was going to hit it in time. There is, yeah, it's it's very hard to do. I mean, I, I Especially guess... Especially anything coming from the air. Yeah, yeah. You want to stay, I don't know, it's like just stay down and, sh- and, you know, stick your bow straight up and hope they run into it. You know, if you get in the air, then you really, it's a, it's a, it's a risky, man. Now, you can uh, jump and attack in this game. So when you do your high jump, you do the classic spin ball, which looks really cool. Yeah. And then your jump attack is really just your attack in the air. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a special jump kick or anything no, like that. Yeah, not, not, no big whoop here. And then there is uh, a few power-ups you find. One of them is the super 
turtle. It's got its own name. What is it? What? Mr. Invincibility. Mr. Invincibility. Yeah. And that's probably one of the greatest things that this game has to offer. Yeah, you. Um, this is your star, so to speak, as you might have guessed from the the title. But it'll you'll instantly go into like that little spin you would do in a flip. But your weapon is sticking out, and you're spinning around, and you can just cruise for I don't know what ten seconds, mm-hmm. killing just about anything in one hit. Now, one thing to note is that the weapon that sticks out is the turtle you have selected weapon. Yep. So if you have someone like Raphael selected. It only sticks out a tiny bit. Not as good. Yeah, once again, once again, Donatello taking the cake. Indeed. Now, you find uh, some health power-ups, because in this game, you have a health bar. Yeah, yeah. And uh, each turtle has their own health bar, so as you switch between them, you you know, managing your life is something you kind of have to keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, It's one of the more interesting aspects of this game. Yeah, yeah. And then you refill that health with, of course, the turtle's favorite food, pizza. Of course, yeah. And uh, there are, like... Slices of pizza, half pizzas, and whole pizzas. Yep. And each one will give you more and more health. The whole pizza, of course, giving you all your health back. Just like real life. Just like real life, of course. But that is not the only power-ups you'll find. There are also weapon power-ups. Yeah, yeah. These are the the bread and butter, so to speak. Sadly, yes. I mean, the turtles weren't known for their secondary weapons. Not really. Ever. (laughs) They did come with a lot as as figures. That's true. But they never used them in the, the cartoon. Not really, yeah, no, not that I remember. But in this game, you will be able to pick up four special weapons. Yeah, yeah. And they are the throwing star, or shuriken, Mm -hmm. and that's what you would imagine. Yep, you usually get like 20 um, per item you pick up, so Mm -hmm. you'll have the ammo stock with each item, and each uh, turtle can carry one item. Yes, and if you throw the throwing star, it's like a small spread, right? Well, there's the single star that's just a star. And okay, then, yes. Yeah. And then the second one you can find is the three stars. Yeah, the triple shuriken. And that's three at a time. And then when you've thrown them, each one is gone from your inventory. Yes. It'll go down by one each time. Uh, and then you have the boomerang. Uh, yes, the boomerang. Yeah, this is a pretty cool weapon. Mm-hmm. For a wide variety of reasons. One, who doesn't love a video game boomerang? It's true. It's always one of my favorite sub-weapons from Zelda onward. Represented well in many franchises. Yeah. And it actually has really cool, very good physics in this game. Yeah, I mean, you know, it obviously goes out and comes back. It has a kind of a slow move to it, which allows it to keep hitting enemies. Its most useful uh, feature is that if you catch any boomerang you threw, it will remain in your inventory. Yeah, so you can, you know, keep them through for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And there's even a fun little trick I think they mentioned in Nintendo Power at one point where if you want to trade boomerangs, you can throw three out switch guys, and then catch them as another turtle, and they will then have those boomerangs. Yeah, share and share alike. Pretty cool. And that leaves us the final power-up weapon, and the one that is, for many people, the most important. Yeah, yeah. And that is the ninja scroll. Yeah. um, Or scroll weapon. Yeah, the manual lists it as a ki. Okay. So... I just like to imagine your guy, yeah, every time you use the scroll. Just screaming at people. Yeah, that's, that's a sonic wave. But yeah, you'll get this um, scroll weapon. When you shoot it, it makes a big wave mm-hmm. of like energy comes out in front of you. It's extremely strong. It's very strong. By my estimations, I think it's about twice as strong as Donatello's bow. Oh, okay. Based on some numbers of hits in the last level I was checking out. But um, it will keep moving. It'll go through. It'll destroy projectiles. It'll Mm -hmm. keep destroying enemies. You know, uh, it'll clear the whole path in front of you. And finally, lives. There are no free men in this game, and there are no lives. Yeah, no, you only have the four. Each of your turtles represents a life. And if they lose all their life, or they get run over by a steamroller, or fall (laughs) in certain pits... They will be captured by the enemy. There are a few, like, instant death situations in the game that Mm -hmm. can sneak up on you. They are awful. Yeah, yeah. Um, No good. No good at all. if your turtle has been captured, there are places, starting with level 3 onward, where you can rescue one of your captured comrades. Yeah, which is a pretty cool feature, I think. Yeah, there are many cool features in this game. (laughs) I just don't think they all add up. Nah, not really. Sadly. (laughs) I mean, there are many, many things we'll talk about here in a few moments, but... uh, one last thing to talk about here in the gameplay section is the fact that you do have continues. Yeah, you'll have two. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw there is a code to use. You can get four continues, but okay. I didn't mess with it. And if you know what you're doing, you really probably don't need them. Right. Yeah. There are a couple items you can also find, like you'll find missiles for your overhead level. Yeah, because uh, what we didn't mention is that not only is this game side-scrolling, but there are a few interstitials where you are in an overhead map. And during that time, you can also get into your turtle van. Yep, and uh, 
that has a pretty weak gun. Um, yes. Or you can just run over foot soldiers. Mm-hmm. But, but you can also find missiles, and if you shoot them, they do drop in a number, just like your shurikens or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get a 10 per missile mm-hmm. icon that you find, and you mainly use them to blow up barricades in, I think, just level 3. Yes. But if you don't remember early on in the game, uh, if you need missiles or not, don't worry. Because <laughs> Splinter and April will let you know that you need missiles and ropes oh, lots constantly. Of great, great um, helping hints in your pause menu. Because also when you pause, you get access to the map, the overhead map of that area you're in. Yeah, it has. Um, it's it's an okay map. It, it has all these like doorways, you know, all the entrances to side-scrolling levels. I guess and exits are are mm-hmm. you know white dots, and so you know where those are, and you can kind of find your way around with that. But the downside is that there are many places in this game that you do not need to go into. No, no. Um, it, it, it's a trick. You really shouldn't if you're trying to win. So. <laughs> yeah, and I think that was uh, what really tripped me up so much as a child. But we'll talk about that in just a moment. Okay, well, I have a question. Now, I read a thing, and I was wondering if you noticed anything to this effect, where they said that the power of each turtle like increases when you're less than half-life. You mean like the strength? Yeah, the strength of your normal attack weapons. Where, But not all of them increase the same way. Like Donatello doesn't get much of a bonus. I, I was no. reading this one guy's list. Where, I, I knew noticed nothing of the sort. <laughs> but I, well, I kind of, the reason I thought it did was because he's like, Raphael doesn't experience a bonus. But there are certain enemies that I noticed with Michelangelo where I was like, I thought these were two hits, but I got them in one. So I didn't, you know... I read a fact about it this guy made where he went through and talked for, you know, each enemy, how many hits they took to do, you know, there's a lot of research to it that I just thought was one of these, another somewhat interesting idea that comes to nothing, <laughs> you know? Hmm. I mean, if I play this again, maybe I'll check it out. Yeah. And that is a big F. <laughs> All right, Nick, this is a Konami game based off of a comic book and cartoon property that has tons of artwork. Yeah, yeah. Please tell me it has a decent manual. Um, yeah, it's all right. Um, you know what? I know it is. Because <laughs> Bill left the manual here oh. for me with a copy of the game. Because that's right. I brought in a ringer for this one as well. <laughs> so yeah, I've got the manual here right in front of me. And, yeah, uh, it's, um, it's all right. It's black a, and white. Yeah, black and white. You get a, a healthy 15 pages. Um. Yeah, and one thing that really blew my mind about this manual was the quote-unquote screenshots. Yeah, the the drawn art ones? Yeah, it's insane. There's still... Wh- why? I don't know. There is an amount of detail drawn in here where I was like, there there had to be a way of getting a screenshot that was easier than doing this artwork. Yeah, I mean, how long would that take? I, I don't know. I don't know, because it is extremely well detailed. It's, it's very odd. It took <laughs> me a minute to realize that it was actually a drawing yeah, and first not glance. a screenshot. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, and you get some art with the characters and enemies, but it seems to be more based on, like, especially where it shows the turtles, where I'm like, this looks like you drew a picture of the toy. Right. You know, but you still get, uh, this is, you get your Konami puns, dad jokes are in full effect here. Oh, so times 10. That's the, that's the real draw to this thing. Um, and you get, it goes through your controls and you get some level previews. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, you mean in New York, New York, a turtle in town? That's the one, Yeah. Yeah, it'll talk to you about your items and various, uh, you know, power-ups and stuff. Uh, pretty pretty decent and explains what's going on here for the most part. Yeah, and then you have a, a decent enemy section. And I'm, I'm really glad it was in here because it solved a mystery of mine uh, that I had. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because one of those enemies, I was like, what in the world is that weird thing? <laughs> there was, you could say that about a lot of them. but <laughs> well, And it is the exact weird thing I thought it was. So. Is it the leg thing? The legs, the ceiling legs. Yeah, it's, it's a gross enemy that looks like four sets of human legs with spikes on top. Mm-hmm. Or I guess two sets of, four, you know, it's four legs total, spikes on it, and it leaps off the ceiling. It's very um, odd and gross. Well, I was going to save this for general chat, but I feel like the people that made this game were told that the enemies were the Foot Clan. And maybe right. that wasn't translated as well as it should be, because there's a lot of foot and leg enemies yeah, yeah, in maybe. this game. I feel like they thought that was the focus of the Foot Clan, like legs and feet. Yeah, maybe. I The whole thing is like, I would have liked more names for these enemies just because they're all so weird and do not appear on any Ninja Turtles thing. Yeah, I would have liked part. less of these weird enemies and more foot soldiers. But hey, yeah, you know, it's not like the same company made another game. There was nothing but foot soldiers that came out at the same time. (laughs) Right, right. I don't know. So anything else we need to know about this uh, manual, Nick? Um, Not really. I guess it's, you know, worth a glance. You do have a very brief notes section at the end. Uh, Yes, you have three lines for scores. Scores, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
which you do have a score in this game, but I don't think it leads, there's no extra men, so it's just there for your pride, I guess. Uh, one thing I do want to note, there's special instructions on the last page that tell you how to treat your Ultra Games cassette carefully. Oh, it's a cassette. Yeah, I don't, I was, I never heard it ever referred to as a cassette, <laughs> but in this one, it is. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with this game, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Uh, I owned this game as a youth, and um, I specifically remember getting it for my birthday. I remember sneaking into my parents' room to find it beforehand to make sure they got the right one. I was very into this game before I got it. Uh, Agreed. Same here. I also received it for my birthday. Uh, We both share September birthdays, so... Mm, Yeah, yeah. And much like you, we've discussed this many times at length in our past, we were fully gripped by Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fever. Yeah, yeah. I I was into it, and... uh, I. From Nintendo Power and, you know, seeing some of this, what this game had to offer beforehand, I was like, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, the graphics looked great. Everything about it looked really amazing. So I was just beyond pumped to get this game. How could it let me down? How indeed. Um, and, you know, I should say I'd never beat this game as a youth either. Neither did I. Uh, I want to say level three or four was the end of the line for me. Once you opened up into the never-ending sprawl of, uh, <laughs> of buildings. Well, I, uh, I know I got to... I got inside the Technodrome. I made it to the last level, but not far into it. So then what was your more recent experience with this game, Nick? Uh, I was able to beat this game for the first time, really, you know, scratch it off my list. Yeah, so was I. Now, I did make the mistake of having Bill over and (laughs) watching him play it first, which, you know, was a very big confidence boost. And sure, gave me a lot sure. of tips. He is a master at this game and can just oh yeah yeah sit down and take it all the way through one time, no problem. For many years, I w- he was the only guy I knew who actually had ever really beaten this game. I-, I watched him do it once, and I was very impressed. But the problem was I should have had him do that after I'd, I'd played it or beaten it. <laughs> because I do not have the built-in remembrance of where those creatures are slash the timing of that bow staff as perfect as he does. Right, right. So I was taking a lot more hits than he ever did. Oh, I can see that, yeah. And, um, you know, I did beat it, but I'm not going to lie. I did uh, save state. Now, I didn't really need to. It was one of those things I just did it every level to save save time just Just in in case. case, If I lost a turtle, I'll just go back to it, whatever. Because I'm not going to lie, this game is not that fun. Right, yeah. It's it's not quite there, you know. I mean, there's so many things in it that should be fun. But I, I really found myself just forcing myself to get to the end of this game. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't getting there because I was like, man, I can't wait to get to this final <laughs> boss. I can't wait to see the ending. It was like, I got to get to the end of this so I can say I did right. for the show. Yeah, yeah. So should we talk about that more in a general chat? Or? Let's get right into it. Well, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And I'd like to start by saying that this game is not nearly as hard as I remembered it being. Right, yeah, same here. also, not nearly as fun as I remember it being. I, man, I always thought maybe there was a way to crack the code and enjoy it, but the core gameplay is just not there, man. No, there's so many awesome things sprinkled around it. It's like a donut that has every topping you want. (laughs) But the donut itself is just made of, like, cream corn or something. It's Uh, not a donut material. You know, I, I can see where... You know, I really like that, you know, you can choose your characters and they have different stats. And you can swap on the fly. Those are things that are perfect. Yeah. Things we look for in every game. And it's like, yeah, check it out. You can explore these different levels and things. Okay, I like that. Yeah, they all have different weapons. You get a vehicle. But not, yeah, but not here because, I mean, I think one of the biggest offenders is the absolutely inhuman, brutal enemy respawn rate. Like, if you go back one thing, you know, they're all back. And these enemies are not easy, typically. (laughs) No, no. It has all the worst parts of the Ninja Gaiden series, (laughs) you know, baked in. And and that is one of my biggest sins in video gaming. I'm not sure if that's just easier to program, but it's something I really hate, is that is the enemy respawn like that. It's ridiculous, because it makes, like, even if you want to check out this building, maybe there's some pizza in there. Maybe there are, but there's 100 enemies on the way, and they're going to be back when you're trying to leave. So it's almost never really worth, you know, only you look for places with pizza right inside the door. Yeah, and that's one of my biggest problems with this game, is as much as it wants you to explore, there is no reason to do so. Yeah. All you're going to get is health, but if you never go in there, you're not going to lose any health. I mean, or... So what's the point of exploring? Maybe to try to find some some weapons, but again, almost never worth it. It's too costly in your life. 
in time, really, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, furthermore, I want to talk about your invincibility, where you get hit and you're invincible for, what, a nanosecond? It barely even registers. The enemies will hound you. But on the other hand, they have, like, a full two seconds every time. Like, it sucks. It is very, very awkward. Because, you know, spoilers, um, the way I was able to beat this was to just cheese out and get um, 100 scrolls on every turtle. Mm-hmm. And then you can annihilate just about everything. But even then, it's like you'll get to some enemies that are actually strong enough to take two hits. And you have to wait. I destroy them very easy. You know, I have scroll waves going through them. But they're invincible. So you have to, like, wait. And it you wait it, for them to uninvincible. It it sucks, man. Yeah, it does. Now, we, we let off with some gripes. <laughs> but there are some things I really love about this game. Uh, the tiny sprite work. When you yeah. are in the overhead levels, the turtles look great. Yep, yep. I love the little foot soldiers. I love the turtle van. It looks wonderful. I would have liked a little more to do out there, you know? Yeah, I know. And then in the underwater level, the turtles look, look great there as well. I really like the way they look, the way they swim. All that's really cool. Yeah, the swim animation it looks good. And their normal sprites are, are as good as you're going to get on the NES. Yeah, and th- this is a not overly cartoonish style, no. s- which is kind of neat, you know, for Ninja Turtles, I think. A lot of me feels like this game was started when the first wave of licensing went out before the cartoon. Yeah. And then then they molded more of the cartoon <laughs> onto the final product. The dial it back. Well, I mean, even in the, the box art, you know, infamously has them all with red bandanas from the cartoon you know this was the first time i had ever saw that you know yeah that's the cover of turtles 4 i think the comic book right yeah i mean the cover looks awesome oh yeah we gotta say well i mean a lot of people don't realize this but the comics turtles are a very different creature than the cartoon ones right there's very little goofitude they are hardcore they are very serious it is a well it is a parody of the frank miller era of daredevil which is one of the grittiest you know, comics there was ever ever written. I bumped up against it kind of through the Palladium RPG books. Mm. So they would have artwork from the cartoon. Somehow they had that license. So I don't know. I saw some of it there, but that was really about it. Now, the music in this game, I think, is really good. I agree. It isn't the music from the cartoon, but it definitely captures a lot of the feel of that music. Yeah, I think it's got as enough action-y, you know bits to it it kind of reminds me of almost like contra music at some well, point it does have a lot of those uh, very konami sounds in the music that yeah. but most importantly i think it has the overhead the overworld music is some of my favorite ever it's so great it's such a great afternoon adventure song to me you know it truly is here i'll play a little bit for you right now nick yeah Yeah, I have a lot of happy memories associated with this music. Yeah. Because it's right before I go into an area where I get hurt. Right. But this game is so ambitious, and I love that it tries these different things, that you have swimming levels, you got to you know get rid of these bombs, that you have different yeah. objectives in different places, that in the beginning you're trying to save someone, and you do. I mean, spoiler yeah. alert, the first part of the game is saving April, and you get her. Yeah, yeah. And, they don't and then the story goes on and on, which is a really cool concept. It's just the very core gameplay that... Yeah. You know, it's just not there and it's just not not fun. Now, the other side that is <clears throat> now the other bummer aspect is that I don't care wh- who your favorite turtle is, unless it's Donatello, <laughs> you're, that's, you're not getting any play with your favorite turtle. And that's the, you know, the thing, one of the most frustrating things for me was that, you know, awesome, all these different turtles, you know, maybe they'll have different jumps and stuff or movement like in Super Mario Brothers 2, but mm-hmm. no, they're identical except for the weapons. It's like, that's another opportunity you had to do something cool. Maybe some of them would have better jumps to, you know, right. make certain areas better. I don't know. Instead, it's just like you have a list from best to worst, and you start and go scroll down and try to keep as much life as you can on Donatello for as long as you can. Yeah. And sadly, the strongest guy, the guy you're going to stick with the most, is the slowest and most awkward to use. <laughs> so it's even not fun there in a way. Um, now, you mentioned you got 400 scrolls. Yeah. During your playthrough. And I took a different tact. Um, I, I followed uh, Bill's logic, which is it's already bad enough to get 100 scrolls. Yeah. It's boring. It's annoying. It's not fun. Yeah, yeah. So instead of going for the full 400, he goes for 200. I oh, Believe me, I didn't come near using 400 scrolls. Right. I, I will say that. but He only ended up using, I think, about 80. 
total. I was like, dude, next time you don't even have to get a full person scrolls. Yeah, I my big thing was I was just just in case. Like after right. I'd gone that far, I was like, I'm going to make sure I get all these. And then I was pleasantly surprised because you can just slaughter all the enemies afterwards, and the mm-hmm. game gets really easy in a way after you get, have all of them. You don't have to worry about it, you know. Now the tactic I used and was uh, I was inspired by Bill is that I would leave Donatello with all of the throwing stars. Right, right. And I would give Leonardo all of the boomerangs. Because I think what we didn't mention is that sometimes these items drop from enemies. That's true, yeah. And if you pick one up, it automatically, you lose the entire inventory you had of the previous item. It sucks. Uh, yeah. That happened to me, uh, one, luckily, at the beginning of one of my scroll farming things where uh-huh. I got out. And I, I was just going through and I picked up a ninja star and I was like, I just wasted 40 scrolls. They're gone. Yeah. So then it became a very careful touch and go whenever you kill enemies like stop wait okay yeah you don't want to run into any area you just cleared and it's nice to have characters that have those weapons so you can just be like oh switch to yeah leonardo walk forward no trying to avoid it jump it waiting crazy like that waiting for it to disappear hopefully and the scroll can kind of really kind of trick you into falling into that because you have this wave that's just going forward and if you run behind it it'll keep killing enemies that spawn but don't do that no no All right, folks, here we are in the level-by-level portion of our show. And as we said before, there are many superfluous levels in this game, so we won't be discussing all of them. Right, well, you have each, you have six areas, but each one has multiple buildings and areas to check out. So we are going to go through this game area-by-area. Area. Sounds good, yeah. And area one, well, you're kind of at the docks, maybe? Uh, well, the manual says this is Fifth Avenue slash Greenwich Village. I don't remember there being this much water well, <laughs> in uh, Greenwich Village. I've never been. I'll investigate soon. But, you know, uh, you start out yeah. as the turtle Leonardo. Well, this is one of the areas, like, I when I first came back, I'm like, okay, uh, you know, you, you'll start off and there's a, a manhole. You know, you can enter buildings or manholes to go into buildings or sewers. And, mm-hmm. you know, I went through the first one because I was like, I'm just going to go, you know, fart around a bit, explore, check it out, you know. Uh-huh. And by the time I got through the first one, I, I that was a mistake. I had lost a bunch of life. I, I was like, what's going on here? Like, right. this is the first area and it sucks already. It's not fair. No. It's not fair. So for the most part, you just want to find like the fastest way in any overhead map to get to the boss and beat this level. Definitely. Uh, This is the kind of game that maps were made for. Yeah, yeah. Um, And luckily, there are some pretty good maps online these days for this game. There are. They're very helpful. Um, And this... And one another thing too that we didn't mention with the enemies is sometimes you'll come across these little mini bosses. I think you'll see one here uh, in the first or second uh, sewer where, you know, it'll just be like a normal enemy, but it'll have a little life bar. And the thing will stop, you know, and you'll just have, it's like a mini crappy well, boss. The, the music switches over to mini boss mode. But the thing I've noticed is I don't think they ever have more health no. than their normal version, even though it shows you a health bar yeah, for them. Yeah, yeah. It's always like one and a half bars of life or something. Yeah, I find it very odd that it takes the time to go into this whole routine <laughs> when it takes one or two hits to kill the thing. Yeah, it's pretty funny. But so anyways, your first, your mission in area one is to rescue April. She was kidnapped by Shredder's goons, so... Which you will actually see in one of the levels, you're in the sewer, I think, and that's when you'll see Rocksteady's up in the corner by the door with April. He's got her tied up, and then you have to fight Bebop down below, which I just used Donatello and just... He's kind of hard. I imagine you could probably dodge him pretty effectively. He's not that fast. You can jump him. I just kept swinging. It takes like four or five hits, I think, with Donatello's bow, and then he's dead. Yeah, very, very easy. Now, the cool thing is that you do see Rocksteady above you holding a... April hostage. And then when you beat Bebop, he actually see him leave with April. Yeah, he throws her over his shoulder and rolls out. And it's one of those little touches that the game is really cool with, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, in these first few levels, you are mainly fighting Mausers, the yeah. titular little tiny robot of the Turtle series. The way Here's another way this game does enemies very weird, where you can keep leaving and coming back. It's the enemies in an area are often... You know, it's like random between maybe three sets, you know, like packets of monsters. Or yeah, something. yeah. So if you've got really hard ones, you can just leave and then come back in and they might change. That's what I did when we get to my scroll farming area. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I, I knew the ones where I'm like, yeah, so you might see Mausers, little weird mutant tick things. Mm-hmm. There's some, you know, sometimes you'll get uh, foot clam balloons with bombs they drop. Yeah. What the heck? <laughs> That's really weird. Or 
those winged torpedoes. I don't know what a lot of these enemies baffle me. Definitely. And this whole area, though, not too hard, not too long. Use a map and you'll be through it in just minutes. There is one area with a slice of pizza right by the exit. So okay. if you need to fill up your life, that's the place to do it. Okay. And then you can move on to area two. What do they call this? Uh, this is the Hudson River near the Holland Tunnel. Oh, wow. They're really getting like into some deep New York City references here. I get, Yeah. I, <laughs> but, you know, this is the level that most people have the hardest time with. I, I remember cursing this level many times as a child, but mm-hmm. I feel like that it's actually an unfair reputation. Yeah. In fact, you know, we've talked about this many times in the past. And as a child, this was known as the hardest level. There, yeah. There's no way to get through it. You have very little time, and it hurts you everywhere you go because you are now underwater, and there are five? There are eight bombs. There are eight bombs to defuse. Although you do have to battle your way up the dam first, but that's really not that tough except for one super crappy jump where you have to do the little tap. Oh, God, I hate that right, tap It's like jump. at the very end where you mm-hmm, fall back mm-hmm. down. But the main thrust of it is the underwater level. And that at least you fall down in that one. Instead of dying. Yeah, yeah. like the, the one in the next stage. <laughs> and... In the underwater dams level, there is electric seaweed all around you that will mm-hmm. hurt you. And then there's also seaweed that grabs you and pulls you in. Yeah, and that's like a kill, Yeah, right? I think at a certain point. I, I only ran up against it like once, and it actually killed me. And it hurt my feelings a lot. I'm sorry. Now, I think those are the only enemies in this area. Yeah, or those those like, I don't know, turbine, those mm, arm things that's that right, move around. spin around. And what you need to do is get to each bomb... Press your button and you will sit there for a second and disarm it. Yeah. Now, when you're close, if you pause it, Splinter will tell you that you're getting closer and closer to them. Yeah, and it'll tell you how many bombs are or, remaining. Yeah, yeah. But just use a map. Yeah, and I mean, it's really not a big area. And the, the real key is to just, just keep moving and move quickly. And don't, don't, don't worry about getting hit by the electrical seaweed. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, just as soon as you get low on life, switch turtles and you'll be fine. It's really not hard. It's just about measuring or managing your life. Yeah, and the one trick that Bill did teach me that is very useful is never stop tapping your button. Even if you have to you know, slow down the treading of water, whenever yeah. you stop movement and you stop tapping that button, the amount of time it takes to get your momentum moving again is the thing that really kills you. I um, did make use of some uh, turbo button. Actually helps oh, I can considerably see that. here where you can just like, you don't have to, you can do slow taps that'll keep you floating a bit. Hmm. But, you know, this game was the bane of most of our childhood uh, existence with this yeah, property. Well. And honestly, it's not bad at all. No, not not at all. You just have to be willing to take the damage and move on. Yeah, and I'm, when you get to the next level, it's uh, there's an easy place to refill your life pretty close to the beginning. Because that is another little kind of eh, crappy part of this game, is mm-hmm. they don't refill your life in between levels. Which... If they did, that would go a long way to making this game a lot more playable, I think. Yeah, one of those, yeah, I Because then you would, I feel like I would have switched between turtles a lot more. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of times you have no choice where you're like, I, I, this guy is almost dead. I have to keep him on the sidelines on the mm-hmm. bench until, you know, I can fill him back up. And there is no boss at the end of the dam. So once you have all eight of them uh, disarmed, then you're good to go. You saved the dam and uh, I'm guessing New York from flooding. Yeah, it does not explode. Although, I do want to say, I don't think there are any dams in New York. I actually saw this. Someone called it the Hoover Dam somewhere online, and I was like, wait a minute, that's the wrong state. And so I was glad to that's see the it was the wrong least, side of the country. <laughs> at least it's the Hudson River something dam, I guess. All right. so, you know, New York uh, commandos, let me know. Is there a dam somewhere near New York City? So after defusing all these bombs, uh, the turtles return home for some rest and relaxation, only to find that they're sewer lair has been trashed and splinter was kidnapped oh no but yeah and then you see a message from shredder i guess he's transmitting to the television yeah it's really funny yeah and he's like i've got splinter you know come get him or i don't know does he want anything uh he wants you the turtles he just wants the turtles and he's using some sort of like really powerful transmitter because his hand actually comes out of the tv a little bit (laughs) which is the amazing part oh wow 3d man so that's like 4d you gotta. It is. Uh, so if you want to rescue uh, Splinter, the place to start is Area Three, Wall Street. Yeah. Now this is the beginning of the many superfluous buildings. This is a huge map overhead yeah. world. There's uh, quite a few buildings. Uh, this is the first appearance of those barriers. So mm-hmm. you'll know you gotta find some missiles somewhere. And this is also the first appearance of the steamroller vehicles. Ah, uh, maybe I think. Um, so and you know. 
If you're on foot, those things will kill you. Yeah. Right away. Watch out. I These guys, they take... This is another enemy, okay? They, they'll take two shots with your little pea shooter from mm-hmm. your uh, van. But I can never hit them twice before they run into me. Like, their invincibility is too, too long. It's mm-hmm. like I hit them, they're coming. I'm still shooting them, but they're not taking damage. They run through me, and then I kill them. Yeah. So I, I just ignore them because they're not worth the missiles no and they have a very very predictable path of movement yeah so pretty close to where you first spawn i think the first building if you go in there's a missile in there that'll mm-hmm. give you that'll give you 10 shots and that's enough to get through the level so you don't have to mess with it anymore right and then um i, I think you can blow through the first barrier then you'll come to a little there, there's two doors right you know two buildings right next to each other and this is where i got my 400 scrolls yeah i think this is where everyone does it it's it's got to be the best um i always whenever i come in i make sure in the first room i'll keep re-entering until there's a giant frog man instead of that weird guy sometimes you'll see the purple man who when you hit split starts splitting yeah let's talk about some of the enemies that you're going to start seeing in this level (laughs) there's a frog man which you know it's not genghis uh frog no no so don't get your hopes up there (laughs) Uh, there's a weird robot that looks like it's from a whole other property. And oh, the you, blue and red one? Mm-hmm, and when you defeat it, its head shoots off. Yeah, or you can I think you can blow its head off independently of its body, too. Oh, okay. But, uh, again, very weird. And then you also enemy. have those leg things we discussed earlier. Oh, yeah, the burning man. Who oh, are... no, no, no. I was talking about just the legs that crawl on the ceiling. Oh, oh, I got you. With okay. the weird spike crotch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are disturbing. Avoid but yes, them. there's also a guy named uh, the Burning Man. Yeah, he's um, you know, this flame person that walks around and spawns. What I always thought were like a little hopping fire leg. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. What is this weird leg foot thing? <laughs> I mean, that's I think they got the wrong idea from the Foot Clan. Oh, I guess because they have know. the leg creatures. They have this fire feet jumping around. But I mean, a lot of this, weirdness. <laughs> it's very strange. But you battle your way up this little building and. I think there's a mini boss enemy in there that's very easy. You can grab a scroll, mm-hmm. only one. Then if you well, can, twenty out of that one. Well, that's true, twenty um, per tile. Mm-hmm. Now there's a couple of tips that Bill gave me that also help out through this land. Yeah. Uh, one of those is that if you take a ladder down and you enter it at an angle, then you will go down the ladder. You can actually fall off of it if you want. Yeah, there's a weird way. I, I was I started to figure that out towards the end too, where it's yeah. like if because in this loop. There is a ladder you take down where it's almost an instant hit Yep. when you come down that ladder. Yeah, there'll be flying enemies mm-hmm. in the, the scroll room. Yeah. yeah. So if you can do that falling one where you enter the ladder at a 45-degree angle and fall, you can attack while you're falling. That's what I would Whereas do. Whereas you cannot attack while you're holding onto a ladder. Yeah, you're... you're Prone and slow. Yeah, you're a sitting duck. But... And then the other tip, sorry, uh, was that... Whenever you go to a level that you're going to be walking back out of or whatever, but you didn't bring the turtle van there, if it's a sewer level with water, mm-hmm. you can just fall into the water. It'll wash you yeah. out to the top of the sewer and the turtle van will be back there. That's what I was doing here. I would always fall down. It's like you get your scroll. You can get a rope. Mm-hmm. If you need life, there's a full pizza just in that very uh, little yeah, sewer area. It's a kind of an awkward jump, but aren't they all? So yeah, I, I didn't have too much problems with this one, but... It was more about making sure I had the scroll to... There, there's like an enemy at the top that mm-hmm. will appear. You won't see it till you're already midair. So it's like you have to have that beam going. Oh, no. Scroll it on. If you're Bill, you just know where the enemy's going to be. So you've already bow staff out yeah, oh. as you jump. Uh, believe me, the minute I got my first scrolls, I did not use almost any other. I, I just kept going back through. Oh, and, you never used a, a hand weapon again? Uh, very rarely, unless okay. I needed to. <laughs> um so I just did that. It takes about 15 to 18 minutes to get 400 scrolls. Pretty exciting. That's not bad at all, though, really. It's, yeah. It feels longer than that, though. I will, I will say. Yeah, it, it really does. Because um, it's just the same thing over and over. But, you know, I, I got pretty good to where I was like, all right, you go up this ladder. Now stop and wait. This enemy will just jump and fall out of the screen through the ladder, then move. Like, I could get through with only taking, without taking any hits mm-hmm. eventually. And then also, this is the first um, area where you can rescue a turtle. Is in area three also. Yeah, somewhere in here. I, I didn't I didn't have to run up against it here. So after, you know, I did my loops, then it was just time to, you know, cruise around the level. I used a map and kind of remembered too, because mm-hmm. there there are several areas where you can go find some buildings, but you have to use missiles to get there. Not worth it, man. No, no. But if you make it through all the areas you're supposed to, down and through the one building, you will find the boss of this level. Yeah, the mecha turtle. Yeah. Another one of these coulda woulda shouldas. And when you first see him, he just looks like a gray version of you. 
mm-hmm. you know, the turtles. I was like, actually, that kind of looks like Metalhead. That's what way. I was hoping for. Yeah. And then, he, but he does have two forms. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the first form, he just has a katana, not unlike Leonardo. And so, yeah. And the second one, he turns into kind of a golden robot with sword hands, I think. Mm-hmm. Now he's flying around. Um, both of these take about three hits with the scroll to destroy. So it's very easy. Or if you have that, you know, you're just saving those scrolls. Donatello is about the, you know, is only about six or seven hits. Total. Yeah, yeah, he's always the way to go. And since that guy is flying around, his very long reach into the air certainly helps out. Yeah. So defeat the Mecha Turtle, and you will see. I think Splinter's tied up there mm-hmm. in that screen. So you save him. Yeah, let him down, and then this is like one of the very few games where you actually save like all the people you want <laughs> yeah. before the game's over. Yeah, you're real heroes, man. Mm-hmm. And then you move on to level four, and this is pretty much where the majority of my playtime as a child uh, petered out. This is a this is a tricky level. It's the you may not know this, but it's the JFK International Airport. Oh, it's also gigantic. Yeah, it's a big. It, I mean, it looks like an airport. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of areas that are fenced off and sectioned off where you'll have buildings and manholes that you have to use to get in and out. It looks and like a the huge turtle maze. van is gone. That's true. You're on foot here, so watch out. And there's bombers. Yeah, and there's guys, there's planes bombing you. Jets, man. It's crazy. <laughs> now, in the levels themselves, there's also some new hazards. There's the fire, instant kill. Yep. That's a big pain. Watch out for that. Mm-hmm. Um, this level seems a lot more and complicated. Spikes, instant kill spikes make their first appearance here as well. Well, that's one of the worst spots is towards the end of this, you know, you're going to keep making your way around this area through these little, um, mainly sewers. That yeah, almost all sewers split. that connect these areas. And then you'll get to an area towards the end when you're finally getting close to where the boss is. And Mm -hmm. that's when you'll start falling down. And then you'll see the spiked walls coming in from the sides. It's really not fun. There are instant kills. So you have to be... And it wouldn't be that bad if... But it's like you have to fall down these little um, one tile wide holes that are very easy to just skip over. Like You have to to really like skid to stop and fall down. Um, I lost a turtle here. Yeah. And not only that, but... There's a lot of really jerky tricks where there are power-ups that you will never get. Oh, yeah. They try to trick you into going over after, like, there's a full pizza. It's like, yeah. Good luck. Not not going to happen. Now, there is a branch somewhere in these tunnels where you can choose, like, one or another. You can choose one tunnel or another. And there's basically two paths for the final third of this area. Oh, right. Yeah. One is shorter, but with harder creatures. And then there's the other one's longer with easier creatures. I see. Okay. I went the one Bill told me to. He said it was shorter, or he said it was longer, but easier. I, I thought I knew the way through, but I didn't. I knew the way to a full pizza. And once I got there, I was like, oh, this isn't the boss. So I had to go back and <laughs> bummer. I looked, but again, blasting through scrolls. So no worries. Gotcha. Oh, and then there's also the weird magnets appear towards the very end oh, of this thing. And they are right. they are awful. Yeah, these big magnets that, I mean, are they only attract or do they have repel ones I think it's too? just retract, attract. I gotcha, yeah. And uh, if you're on a ladder, they don't hurt you. But if you get off that ladder, they will suck you up to your death. You just want to use that super high jump to try to stay away, as, as far away as you can. from. Yeah, them. yeah. And then if you make it all the way through the maze of sewers, through the JFK international airport (laughs) you'll get to the crossroads of turtles and contra oh right and because you are fighting a giant mauser yeah but this is straight out of a contra one or two this okay um this is actually where i did not use my scrolls um Uh, because how how would you i this is something i remember i know i got at least past this guy i remember beating him as a child because the giant mauser just he drops mausers out of his mouth well let's 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 talk about why i compare it to a contra boss Right. Because well, it is not a moving boss. It is right. part of the background that fades in. A giant Mauser robot. It looks pretty cool. It does. It does look cool. Uh, but it doesn't do a lot. It just drops Mausers out of its mouth. And Does it, it shoot lasers or something? It has two lasers it shoots out of its eyes. Mm, it does. But it's like if you just stand dead center and just keep attacking upwards with your bow, you'll he'll kill all the enemies as they appear. Uh-huh. And the lasers will on either side of you doing no damage that's why i couldn't remember them because they don't do anything and it really no. takes about 10 maybe 12 seconds i mean i imagine if you started jumping around maybe it aims its lasers and mm-hmm. eh, but very easy boss so easy so after uh, liberating the jfk international airport you can move on to area five shredder's base inside the south bronx man they really don't think much of the south bronx because <laughs> yes. it looks like a, a network of cave tunnels 
Yeah, this is a very dilapidated, beat up, like overworld. <clears throat> yeah. It's kind of cool because it's like nighttime, mm-hmm. um, and you have these like searchlights that are from which you might at first think are helicopters, but they're actually a weird like insect bug robot. Mm. Like it has flappy wings. It looks kind of like a big robot dragonfly. Weird. It is weird. Um, but uh, there's this is a another interesting level because you have several buildings you can explore, mm-hmm. but you're looking for the Technodrome, and it can be at one of three locations. Now, I'm sorry to sidetrack you, but I did forget to mention that before this level starts, you do get to see the sunset. Yeah, that's right, because you got the blimp in the last level. Yeah, and it sees you all get into it and, and fly off, and the sun sets behind you, and it's really awesome. And uh, Bill pointed out the sunset is actually made up of all of the turtles' headband colors. Oh, wow. Okay. I know. What a nice touch. That's very faithful, man. But, I love the turtle blimp. It's such a ridiculous... Yeah, it was the toy that I really wanted so bad, just to swoosh around the bottom part of it. Yeah, but it's like, why, what What advantage does a blimp have? Like None. Like, none at all. It's slow and obvious. It's like the worst, most un-ninja-like thing. <laughs> yes. But uh, this level, you said you have to find the Technodrome. Now, that's true. It's not... It's in one of three places. Yeah. But it's random every time you play. And we weren't sure how that worked. So I borrowed his cartridge, but when he was here, I had him play on the emulator because mm-hmm. I wanted to test a few things. Okay. And one of the things I wanted to check out was if it was random when you went through the room to discover if the Technodrome was there or if it decided it when you got to the level. Oh, okay. And it seems it decides it once you get to the level. Like, when you get to the level, it's decided it's in one of these three places. So you keep going back and keep trying different ones, and it's... So, yeah, you and Bill knows which one is the shortest one, so he's like, I'll go that one first. Hopefully, it'll be there. It wasn't. Okay. Well, this one's the second shortest. Hopefully, it'll be there. It wasn't. So it was in the third one, but what we did is we, we uh, save-stated before he went in the door that the Technodrome could be in, mm-hmm. and then I had him go through that door like a hundred times. And it, and, never... and it never appeared. Okay, cool. Science. That's what this level is. It's a uh, trial and error. This, um, yeah, and it does introduce some uh, new things. Like you have those weird square background. Like you can climb on those walls. Oh yeah. It's I don't really. Like them. I don't like them either because uh, there are like weird spider bots in there. I generally only went. Into... There's one room where there's a half pizza relatively close to the entrance. Mm-hmm. I think you only have to fight one of those spiders. So I filled up my life there. And then it was time to go looking for the Technodrome. I got lucky and found it on the first try. Oh, very nice. But It was second try for me. But yeah, they're definitely, I think I know which one you're talking about, the short one. Yeah. Because I, I was like, well, I'll try this one first. And I got lucky. And Now, one thing to note is that you go all the way through the level and then there's a door. You go through that door and it might be the Technodrome on the other side or it could just be an empty cave. Right. If it's an empty cave... You have to fight your way all the way back through yeah, this level. Yeah, yeah, and you better believe that all the enemies are back. Yes, they are. They're possibly better than ever. You eventually find that Technodrome, and then you fight it right there. <laughs> Which is pretty hilarious and awesome. Yes, because if you remember the show, the Technodrome is, well, it doesn't make any sense in the show either, because it is a yeah. giant, <laughs> I would say, how many stories tall do you think the it's Technodrome huge. is? It's huge. You know, it, it's got to be. They have. It has to be at least, what, 20 stories? I would think so, yeah. But most of the time in the cartoon, it's somewhere underground. Yeah, yeah. That somehow it moves around and it would have those burrowing yeah. capsules, you know, those drill transports. So weird. Yeah. But in this version, it's about one story tall. Yeah, and you can luckily jump that high. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it has several, you know, this was a, it has like a big blade coming out the front with like uh-huh. electricity. There's a couple guns on the side as well as the eye at the top that will, you know, they'll shoot at you. Yes. It uh, seems intimidating at first, but it's not really. No, no. You take care of that blade on the front, and then you can jump up onto it and then take out all the guns very easily with your staff. You don't even need your uh, super weapon in this area. I I just went ahead with the scroll, and it's like, you know, it goes through everything. So it'll hit all the guns and the thing, Mm -hmm. the sword at the front. But then to destroy it, you must kill the top, the eye. Yeah, yeah. There's a hatch, too, where bad guys come out that... Well, you can blow it up, and then eventually when it's dead, you blow the whole thing down, and then you jump in the hatch. And then you jump into the TARDIS of the Turtles world, yeah. and that tiny building is now a full-on level. Area 6 is inside the Drome. Yeah, this is a pretty tough level. Um, they are going to start throwing a lot of bad guys at you. Just some non-stop. There's these, these weird little helicopter things, and but mainly the worst are those gray jetpack laser guys. Yeah, they are the worst because 
they fly in at a really weird height mm-hmm. and they stop at a really weird angle they, in front of you. You know, this is a these are the guys that really frustrated me because they take two shots with a scroll. Right. You shoot the first one, you got him hit, and then you, you're going to get hit before he's vulnerable. Again. Yeah, because they shoot at a 45-degree angle with their lasers. So it's hard to get to them without getting hit. And it's, um, it's pretty brutal, mm-hmm. uh, th- th- especially towards the end. There's a section where it's just like 12 of those dudes in a row, some, you know, coming out in twos. Yeah. Um, after I beat the game and was kind of watching uh, some playthroughs, that I saw this guy. He aced it without even fighting them by if you just duck when they come, wait for them to shoot, then... They'll always shoot. One of them will shoot down, and one will shoot at this 45-degree angle. Huh. He would just walk past, like, had the timing down. So it's definitely doable. All right. And then about two-thirds of the way through the Technodrome, there is a split in the path, uh, and that's if you need to go rescue a turtle or not. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You can explore around a little bit, but the those gray guys are not worth it, really. And no. you'll see those weird robots that look like a dinosaur, kind of. Yeah. Or like a duck, or I don't know what they are. Uh, you know, I don't either. We we were talking about that, and it's like it looks kind of like a robotic raptor. Yeah, or like. But a... if people didn't know how raptors fought, so <laughs> it, f- it fights by swinging its tail. Yeah, it's like a robo chicken thing from Golden Axe, almost or something. Yeah, but it definitely it's got a neck. But it definitely is it more raptor looking. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that is one of the weirder creatures, and there are turrets in here as well. Hmm. Um. That's where I was uh, checking, because they take four hits with the bow and two mm-hmm. hits with the scrolls. So that's where I made up that number. Oh, very cool. Oh. And then at the very end, well, is the final boss. Yeah. Um, Shredder himself. I took a lot of damage getting to him, because there's that big gauntlet in the final hallway of all those gray guys. Yeah. Like, I got there. I'm, I'm Raphael, who was my main guy once everyone had scrolls. He's, okay. down to, he's down to, like, 14 scrolls, half a bar of life. Oh, wow. Michelangelo's almost dead. He's got like 50 or 60. Same thing with Leonardo. But Donatello was fresh with full 99. So okay. I was ready for this battle to really... That's kind of the opposite of how I Take rolled. it to the edge, but... I would use Don as much as I could. And then when he was like too weak, I reluctantly switched to someone else. Well, if if I was actually using their weapons, normally oh, that's, gotcha. you know... But I'm like, if they all have scrolls, I'm going to go from worst to best. I so do understand that. Keep all the damage on Raph and, and Mikey. <laughs> If you make it through all of those laser dudes, then you get to fight Shredder himself in a kind of a weird room. Yeah, it looks kind of neat. Like, it definitely looks like they're, this is a science chamber or something. Yeah, but it doesn't look like anything we've seen before in the no. show or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, I... It's more of a final boss room than a Ninja Turtles room. Yeah, it's just really, it's like two platforms. You know, he appears on the first one, and he like mm-hmm. lightnings down or whatever. Yeah, it's pretty intense. He actually looks more like Super Shredder. I think. Yes, because he's larger. And he's got like the red. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but he does look really cool. So he has his claws on his hands. Mm-hmm. If you remember what the shredder looks like, that's where he gets his name. So cool. And he has a gun. Now, his main attack is either just hitting you by moving through you mm-hmm. or punching you with those sharpened claws. Makes sense. And those do a bunch of damage. But the real thing you need to look out for is he has a gun. And I think this is somehow the purpose of the game was to get this gun. Yeah, they vaguely talk about it's like his life. Oh, I mean, I wish I could remember what it's called. Well, it's but... like a demutinizing gun. Yeah. And if he shoots you with it, you will shrink from giant turtle to regular turtle. And that's, it's and that's over. it. Yeah. That turtle's gone. We did forget to mention that if you let the game idle before you start it, you get a kind of a cool cutscene that shows all the turtles mutating. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's that exact same uh, animation, just backwards. Right. Reversed. Yeah, yeah. But, you know... You either need to use Donatello, keep your distance from him, mm-hmm. but that's really a fool's game. Yeah, I uh, I came in pleasantly surprised. I started blasting away with scrolls, and you can just constantly keep him hit, being hit. Like Yeah, and he won't really get that close to you. I and... never saw him attack. I never even saw that gun. Like I had to look online where I was like, well, he's got to have some attacks. Like, right. Because the scroll does a lot of da- It only takes like six hits yeah, to I think kill six. him. It's awesome. It is awesome. <laughs> And then he has a cool death, right? He, like, mm-hmm. burns to death or some weird, like, the fire. Yeah. He is engulfed in flame and is gone forever. No mention of Krang or anyone else, sadly. Yeah, that's true. If they have the Technodrome, they should. Well, I was yeah. really expecting there to be, like, no, oh, Krang's going to be boss number two. Right. But yeah. No. Not here. Not here. Instead, you are congratulated by Splinter. Yeah, yeah. He tells you that you've saved the world, so now he can become human again. Right, right. I'm guessing they use that ray because before your I eyes, so. he turns back into a human. 
So he's either not a mutant and a were-rat. Maybe he should have been an altered beast. Well, in the... Because there are the two different, you know... Yeah, I think in the cartoon, he was the human that touched a rat, and that's the when the mutant digin touched him. Yeah, it like fell down on him yeah. with the turtles, and that's when he mutated, I think. But in the comic book and in the movie, it is just a rat yeah, yeah. that watched his master and learned uh, the martial arts from him. Right, and then later mutates... Into part human, just like the turtles did as well. I re- still remember that hilarious scene where he's like, "By mimicking my master's movements," and it shows a it's little one of my favorite things in the world. That... Rat puppet doing karate. Oh god, I love that rat puppet <laughs> doing karate. It's one of the best parts of the turtles movie. It's glorious. But uh, once you've saved him, turned him back into a human, April pops on. And she says, "Let's celebrate with a pizza." Whoa! And Konami then tells you that the adventures of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Is concluded. Yeah, it's over. They will never do another thing. Why would they? They've solved all the problems. And they lived happily ever after, I'm sure. Well, here we are in the review portion of our show. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review system with four categories and a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a 3.0. Same here. I thought that the graphics are pretty good all around. I really like the sprites of the characters, of the creatures that weren't disgusting foot monsters. <laughs> and uh, the music is really fun and the effects are good. Yeah, I think it's uh, graphically, it's good, maybe not great, you know. Mm-hmm. I think the animation is pretty decent, as ridiculous as it is that... Raphael swings his sire around. It looks cool. It's done well. My biggest complaints are that there are very few enemies. You fight the same ones over and over and over again. So many. And the backgrounds, I feel like they could be a little more detailed or at least make it not seem like I'm in the exact same sewer Here. every time yeah. forever. Same sewer, same warehouses. Yeah, they're just all way too samey. It's true. Then what did you give this game for play control? Kind of, kind of torn between a 2.0 and a 2.5. I think uh, for the most part, your attacks, I mean, it's like th- there is a certain slowness and floatiness mm-hmm. to everything you do. Well, I was pretty generous. I gave it a 2.5. I just think that I'm, I'm like the jump itself I don't like, but I'm also like it's like trying to play Mario with Metroid's jump or something. Like, yeah. It's not meant for this. No, levels, no it's, it's like but... trying to play Mega Man with Metroid's <laughs> right, jump. Yeah, it, it just it makes it a way tougher than it probably would be. Yeah, I mean, I just don't like the way anyone uses their weapons. It doesn't feel right or natural. Yeah. I feel slow and weird. And that's that's the main part of the game. So that's yeah. my biggest problem. I do like how they let you toggle on your special weapon on and off mm-hmm. as opposed to an up and B. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's actually kind of a neat idea for a side-scrolling action game. Like many ideas, but not just, this one. <laughs> not, just not executed well enough. And then we have the challenge factor, which I also gave a 2.5. I get, well, I was, I was also kind of torn. Like, I actually had a pretty easy time with this, but it's like, I also spent 15 to 20 minutes grinding out scrolls. So, yes, like, I feel like this game has a few parts that are so unfair that are actually really hard, like the spikes or certain pits and yeah, certain I, areas. Know, we really glossed over the jump in Area 4. Yeah, yeah. Which is really most people's hardest part of the game. It's you got to master that weird tap jump. There's one tap walk. jump in Area 4 that we just really... I'm sorry, we dropped the ball, Commandos. We should have complained <laughs> about it for about five minutes earlier, but we didn't. Uh, actually, I didn't find it to be that hard as an adult. Right. But I did sure make sure I save-stated it right before it. There's just certain, like parts so i gave it a 4.0 actually because i think that you you could easily get caught with like if you die once Mm -hmm. then you lost your turtle everything they got you know and if you're down if that was your good guy who got killed in that spike corridor or something you know the one with if that Mm -hmm. was donatello you're you're screwed man yeah i can see that and then if you happen to spend 20 minutes grinding for scrolls and you have to continue then they're all, all gone, you know. The that, and there's just so many superfluous places to go to that are literally just death traps. Yeah, if they weren't so unflinchingly hard or, you know, just like relentless, then it might actually be fun to explore. Check around, get some, maybe you didn't get much, but you got your life back because there was pizza in there or anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Well then, Nick, what did you give this game for theme and fun? Ah. Uh, I, almost, I, I think it's going to be a 
Okay. I was like, it's either 2.0, 2.5. I've gone back and forth. Like, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I've got a 2.0 and a 2.5 with a line <laughs> next to him. I'm like, I just, it's hard to say. I'm like, I had a little more fun than I was expecting by powering through with the scrolls, but also it was not fun to get them. No. <laughs> and, and you know, I was like really empowered with my new knowledge of like, oh, I'm going to tear through that water stage and it's not going to be a problem. And then I can fly through the rest of the game. Right, right. And I got to the rest of the game and I was like... There's no, I don't want to fly through this. It's not, yeah, it's just not enough there, man. And it's a real big bummer because it has so many pieces of the puzzle that in a lot of other reviews, you'd be like, well, did that all add up to a 4.0 for you? Yeah. And the answer is no. There just wasn't enough connective tissue to keep those cool little ideas together in one really cool form. It has a, it kind of reminds me of Simon's Quest. I'm a defender of that, but I feel like that one gets by because at its core, it's still Castlevania. You can still control it yeah. and do it. There's some weird background mm-hmm. and eph- ephemeral stuff. But here, it's like the good parts are out there. Yeah, the ephemeral. You know, but it's like the core gameplay itself is just just not that fun. Yeah, and as a Michelangelo fan, I didn't get to use Michelangelo very much. <laughs> and really, for most people, this game is going to be Adventures of the Bow Staff Warrior. <laughs> So then, Nick, should you play this game? Hmm, probably not. I don't think so, man. I agree. I say, nah, play the arcade game. Like, I don't hate it. There's little parts that eh, are all right, but it's just not there. I, I can no. go back for nostalgia, I guess. But Yeah, but if you've got the nostalgia, play the arcade game from Konami. It has right, right. all the things you remember and want from the cartoon in awesome, beautiful detail and music and whatever. I mean, it's not as deep. It doesn't have all these weird little systems it's trying to do. But it does it's everything it's trying to do very well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, I mean, unless you're a Turtles completist, go for that. Otherwise, find a copy of that four-player arcade cabinet yeah. and plop a quarter in. Because at the beginning of it, you do get the classic Ninja Turtles theme. Yeah. Next week's episode will be a boy and his blob for the Nintendo Entertainment System. So grab a copy of this game any way you can. Find your controllers and a bag of jelly beans, friends. And remember, folks, if you want to defend this somewhat interesting game we reviewed this week, you can do so to us at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we will fight back. And if you'd like to do it in a more public venue, hit us up at Cartridge Command on the Facebooks. We love hearing from you there, and we are... You know, not the best at answering back, but we do definitely try to get back to you whenever we can. And of course, we also let you know when new shows are out on the Twitterverse at Cart Command. And of course, we love it when you guys subscribe to the show or share it with your friends. Because honestly, we don't know what we're doing. So there's (laughs) not a lot of advertising or any of that. So the way this show grows is by word of mouth. And we do appreciate all of the words that have been coming out of your mouth because more people have been listening and it's it's awesome. We super appreciate it. Moving on up, guys. But we also must thank those wonderful fine folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command because they're, they're fine, hard-earned dollars they give us. That's what makes this show physically possible. It's what gets Nick out of his city into mine. Now, granted, it's only about an hour away, but it's still effort. It's still gas money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're down here on the Cartridge Command Center recording every week for you guys. We love doing it, and we will continue to do it as long as you guys give us the means to do so. So thank you, guys. Thank you all so very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game On! I like to imagine that the Technodrome is just like 10 miles behind you into the screen. So it's forced perspective that makes it Mm. work. I don't think that was it. (laughs) No, I don't either.